Hello to the world and welcome to Nano to the World, a new podcast for your hottest source of Japanese culture. This is your host, Nano. And here with Nano again, it's Brandon. How's everyone doing today? Um, it's great to be back on air with our third episode today. Third episode. Um, since the first two episodes were so incredibly fun for us, I really hope that you had fun listening around the world as well. And just a quick、uh, self introduction. Again, this is Nano. I am a Japanese bilingual singer currently based in Japan, born and raised in、um, the US. And some may know me for singing songs for various TV animations or doing global shows at Japanese culture events. And I've been endeavoring to reach out more to the global community. And this podcast is being a great platform for me to do that. So, and my co host joining me again today is. Hey guys, it's Brandon here again.、Um, I work for a content planning company called Isadibi here in Tokyo.、Uh, I've done artist management, voice actor management, casting,、uh, events planning, content planning,、uh, anime production, media outreach, and a whole bunch of other stuff here in Japan. But I'm excited once again to be invited to talk to Nano one on one for her podcast. So thank you very much for having me again. In the first two episodes, we got through the preliminary stuff, the boring stuff, you know, about ourselves. It's not that boring. Really? <laughs> And I'm so excited today because we get to start diving into the Japanese culture. I'm looking forward、Everyone's、to this. Everyone's waiting for that. They're、yep. like, oh, we've had enough of you guys talking about yourselves. Let's get into the Japanese culture. So、mm-hmm. we are going to do that today. So, Brandon, question.、Yes. Have you been keeping up with the latest Japanese topics? I think the entire world noticed that typhoon as it came right at the end of the Olympics here in Japan.、Uh-huh. Uh, we just had the closing ceremony for、yes. the Olympics. I think it was a couple days ago or yesterday, but、um, you can see how much attention I paid to it. <laughs> yeah, something caught my eye over、um, the time that the Olympics were、uh, going on、yeah. on social media. And one of the things that I found really interesting, and Especially overseas,、mm. this topic was like a huge buzz topic. Yeah. The VIPs yeah. talking about Japanese convenience stores. Yes. Today, I wanted to pick up on that topic, especially、mm-hmm. Japanese convenience stores, because once you're living in Japan, you forget how convenient they are. Like, it's, every, it's part of everyday life. And so when I read these news topics about、yeah. um, people, Going to the convenience stores and being shocked and surprised at how amazing and heavenly these convenience stores were.、Mm. I'm like, oh, so that's the way、um, people from overseas、yeah. feel about convenience stores when they first set foot in one. Well, because in the United States, especially,、um, and you probably remember this from when you were living there as well,、mm-hmm. um, you go into a 7 Eleven or you go into you know, your corner convenience store and You know, the first thing that at least catches my eye when, when I go into a convenience store is usually the what, ready to eat, you know, hot food that's in the glass cases up front. In Japan, for example, you'll see fried chicken, steamed meat buns, hot dogs, and corn dogs, and all this other stuff. But in the United States, when you look at those hot food kind of things, it's usually like your gas station convenience、mm-hmm. store, kind of hot dogs rolling around in the machine. And it's not particularly appetizing,、yeah. and, and they've probably been there for a while,、mm-hmm. is usually the image. But that's probably the image that a lot of people have of just a convenience store in general around the world that it's not a place where you would go to get your healthiest meal, or not a place that you would go to get 
you know, something that's really filling and, and nutritious. But in Japan, the VIP and the athletes weren't able to venture out into the city to right. eat regular like restaurant food. Right. And so they had to go to the convenience stores to get their um, dinners and stuff. And so everyone was hoarding 7-Eleven yep. and yep. these convenience stores. But they were surprised at how like good quality it was <laughs> and the vast array of it. Yep. And they were probably like, wait, this isn't this isn't a convenience store that mm. I grew up knowing. So that just reminded me about how amazing these convenience stores are actually compared to other countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought on this show, since it's kind of like a now thing, yeah. um, we could share with the listeners why the Japanese convenience store is so amazing. Sure. And it's just going to be the tip of the iceberg because we could, if we started going into detail and we could probably do about 10 episodes just <laughs> on convenience stores, but we're going to try to just do the basic stuff today. When you first came to Japan, Brandon, yeah. what surprised you? What was your first impact? Clean, mm-hmm. friendly service, and fried chicken, to fried be honest chicken. with you. Um, when I first came to Japan, I had a convenience store that was pretty close to my first apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a family mart. Mm -hmm. And um, I recall eating way too much family mart famichiki. (laughs) Just the the quality, I guess, of the food that they were Mm -hmm. putting in a convenience store as opposed to what I had been used to back in the United States. When I first came to Japan, my first impact was the convenience stores felt more like a miniature supermarket. There's everything from not just food even there's like underwear toothbrushes batteries <laughs> yep, yep. um deodorant whatever yep. you need on a daily basis like paper towels kitchen stuff you could get you could just live out of a convenience store and just in one station there's probably like three different 7-elevens and in just one station there's about like 10 different convenience stores mm. in general so you can just imagine that you can choose your own favorite convenience store. It's amazing that it's not just a place for snacks and like drinks. Mm, You mentioned earlier that um, they also have like underwear and shirts. You know, you have your your really late night where you were out, you know, with your coworkers partying, not, you know, anytime recently, of course, thanks to the pandemic, but, Mm -hmm. and you know, you happen to miss the last train and Mm -hmm. you stay in a karaoke booth until five o'clock in the morning. That happens sometimes. That used to happen sometimes. I I have been in that situation where I have (laughs) gone to a convenience store and bought a new shirt, new Uh new underwear, new, you know, T-shirt and gone directly to work the next morning. It was thanks to the convenience of the convenience stores that allows you to not miss a beat in your working life in Japan, which we can talk all about the working life in Japan some other time. But but it'd be really interesting to compare the different convenience store chains as well in a, like a future episode yeah. and like compare like the different foods, like the same foods and different convenience chains. And oh, we could go on and on and on. But um, anyway, so today what I wanted to do to look into what kind of stuff the convenience stores has. Okay. So I really, 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 really made an effort to narrow it down to just two items for each of us. Two items. Two items. First item that I want that I want us to introduce is one that we really recommend. Recommended. To, okay. okay. And also another item is one that you can only get in Japan. Like mm. a Japan-ish. Like, oh, this is Japanese. Only you know? in Japan. Only right. in Japan. You can't sure. find it overseas. So um, those two things. So did you find something, Brandon? You want to go first? So we're going to try to explain to you what it tastes like and what it looks like over this sound-only show, which is really impossible. So maybe, uh, you know, we'll taste it for you. 
Well, we'll do our best to explain it to you. Here we go. Okay, so Brendan's going to go with the first item, which is what he recommends um, at a convenience store. So what is it? <gasps> can you tell by the sound what it is? Of course you can't. No. Um, <laughs> so I went to Family Mart uh, this morning, and uh, I picked up one of their dessert items, which Ooh. is a shoe cream in Japanese or a cream puff. The reason why I recommend this Family Mart one specifically uh -huh. um, is because not only does it have this kind of whipped cream in it, but it also has custard in it as well. Uh -huh. So that's why it's called a double cream puff. And is this the is family from Mart Family Mart? It's Family Mart, right. Okay. The shoe know. creams are really like one of the major desserts in mm -hmm. Japan, and everybody loves shoe creams. Yep. And there are different types of shoe creams as well, ones with only custard in them, yep. ones with custard and whip, yep. and some with jam in them. Go ahead, Brendan. Well, in that case. Okay, so it's in a nice package, as you can hear. And so Brendan's going to open it up for us. Gently, carefully, maybe. Okay, the shoe cream comes out. It's nice and puffy. It's about the size of his hand. All right, I'm going to take a big bite of this thing because I wasn't that hungry when we came in, but now I'm starving thinking about this food. So, ah, it's perfect. Perfect. Can I come take another bite now? Of course. Well, what do you like about this? What Explain to the listeners, because they're probably lost right now, and they're probably, like, drooling. It's overflowing. Oh. And the custard is coming out. One thing I really like about the Family Mart one specifically is mm -hmm. that the crust is not so thick. Mm. Um, it's quite thin. And so then when you bite into it, you get right to that cream. And there's not like you're not going to take a bite. Um, and, you know, there was no filling in that bite whatsoever. Like mm. sometimes you like get air. That. You get a lot yeah. of like a pocket of air in there. And it's right. like, oh, I didn't I, I bought air. Another thing, kind of a visual thing that you can kind of see the little flecks of like vanilla bean in mm -hmm. the custard as well. And so you kind of get this impression especially with ice cream right mm -hmm. like if it's just plain straight white vanilla ice cream mm -hmm. you know, like yeah it's vanilla ice cream but if it has the little flecks of vanilla bean it has mm -hmm. this kind of premium you know kind of mm. what high quality look to mm. it right but this has that as well it's quite sweet but it's not super sweet oh he looks like he's in heaven honestly no and this my is personal... probably all i'm going to eat today now <laughs> it's refreshing though uh -huh. like it's not so heavy that you know it kind of sits like a rock in your mm -hmm. stomach okay it's my turn go for it I'm kind of curious as to what Nano... Ah. Okay. I knew it. I knew this, it. This is something that actually is in the hot cases. It, so it's warm. Yep. It's still warm. It's still I just warm. bought it. Yep. It's a surprise because it's probably not what you expect. Oh, no. It's not what you expect. Betraying my expectation. Yes, Let's see so, what it is. Okay. So I'm going to open it up. Ta-da! This is what I really recommend. It's actually a new product. And this is... Karebang, curry bread. And there's many, many types of curry breads in Japan. And in each convenience store, they have their own curry breads. But this one is a new product where it's fried in the store. So uh, it's okay. made in the store. It's yep. not something that's made in the factory, but mm -hmm. it's made in the convenience store. So it's freshly made and freshly fried curry bread. Mm. And... I'm a huge lover of curry bread because curry bread is a Japanese-created sort of um, Western-style food. It's a deep-fried, roundish bread and curry paste inside. Yep. This is something that I discovered when I was very little. I came to Japan for the first time and had my first ever curry bread, and I was just shocked and taken aback about how good it was. Mm. And this became my favorite bread 
in the entire world. Well, let's and crack so, right into it. Let's see yes, it. Yes, but I also bought one for you as well. Oh, well, thank so, you. Taste testing. Ah! The smell. Oh, my gosh. It's freshly deep fried. Okay, itadakimasu. Mm. Can I just go into, like... Oh, I want to hear it. No, go ahead. Okay. This one is, like, all ages will love it. This is, like, the the typical Japanese um, kushoku kare, like the lunch curries mild, that are mild, right. sweet, not too spicy, but um, just enough punch in it. Hmm. And it goes so well with the outer um, bread and the deep friedness that, oh my gosh, I honestly recommend anyone who comes to Japan to try Japanese curry bread mm-hmm. because they will be surprised. It seems so simple, and yet you've never tasted anything like this before. Mm. And even in... Um, 7-Eleven on the regular bread shelves that have like um, room temperature ones, not right, the freshly right. ones. There's also a, a type of curry bread normally, which I also brought. Uh-oh. How many breads did you buy? This is the regular factory-made one. Yeah, Factory-made right. version that's sold at room temperature. And this is also amazing. Mm. This is also no, it's very great. good. Yeah. And so I'm going to sort of taste test. Oh, no, go ahead. Here. <laughs> go Let's ahead. see how different it is. So, itadakimasu. Looks a little bit more bready. Mm. 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 It's a little bit more spicier, I think. Really? That's great. Try it. Okay. Try the deep I'll take, I'll take a bite real quick. Sure. I'll mention that I've always thought these like deep fried curry breads, it's like curry inside a donut almost. Yeah, exactly. But just not sweet on the outside, right? So here we it's go. It's a meal donut. Mm. <laughs> the, the freshly madeness is what is so great about it, don't you think? I didn't know that doing this podcast I was going to gain weight, <laughs> but I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'll make another bite. I'm losing the battle of convenience store. No, um, compare it. I think Nano's more of a convenience store connoisseur than I am. I am a gourmet person. I, I am a huge foodie, so Mm. it's really interesting to see the difference, right? The curry inside is a little bit different, right? A little bit breadier, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it loses any of the essence. Yeah, you'd be happy with um, the regular one as well. Mm. So, wow, this room smells like curry right now. Well, you sold me on on 7-Eleven's curry bread. Really? Okay, so next up, we still have one more items. This next one, um, as we explained earlier, is something that you can only buy in Japan. So it's like a Japanese item. And what did you pick up, Brendan? I don't know if this is something that you can only get in Japan, mm-hmm. but it's something that I had only seen in Japan mm-hmm. anyway. Ah. Um, for me, I, I a am a huge package. fan of plums. Mm. Pickled plums. I like plum wine, uh, plum preserves, just in general. Oh, in general, like the, the raw ones as well. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of a fruit that you don't talk about very much, I guess, but it has a really long Japanese culture kind of association with it. Um, I used to live in Ibaraki Prefecture. Uh, there is a famous park there called Kaidakuen, which is famous for its plum blossom festival. Today, I brought in these dried sweet plums. You'd probably buy these at, you know, when you're going to have some kind of drinks or something with other people. Uh-huh. But I think just as like a really but calorie-friendly snack as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you want something sweet, but not particularly detrimental to your health, maybe. I'm looking at the nutrition facts on this one. Yeah, I don't think it's something you would expect to buy mm-hmm. overseas, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, these specifically are honey-dried plums. 
And so Brendan's going to taste test it for you. Oh. Hmm. So a little bit salty. Salty. On the outside. Uh-huh. Um, then because these are seedless ones specifically, there's no grit or anything mm-hmm. like that when you bite into it. Um, it's not as strong a plum flavor as some other ones I've had before. Mm-hmm. But it makes you want some kind of beverage, adult mm-hmm. beverage to mm-hmm. go along with it. But yeah, like I, I regularly buy dried uh-huh. fruit, um, salted fruit like yeah. this one. But yeah, um, I don't know if Nano, you know this about me, but I like to go hiking in my yeah, spare time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I regularly You're a nature do boy. Well, a little bit, but mm-hmm. like I like to bring uh, trail mix or nuts or like fruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I've been bringing dried plums mm. like this one. But I'm sure there are some people that are not too keen on pickled stuff. Like they come to Japan and they're like, ah, oh, umeboshi, mm, it doesn't work for me. Mm. But there are so many fans of this in Japan. So that's pickled plums for you. What and did you bring? What did I bring? What Japanese item did you bring? Okay, I'm curious so now. The first one was a salty item for me. And the first item was a sweet item for you. Yep, and the yep. second item was a salty item for you. Yeah. But for me, the second item is going to be a sweet item. Okay. I picked something that looks very Japanese. And I'm sure okay. the overseas people are going to be like, yeah, I've seen it before. Something sweet, something that looks Japanese. And this one mm. is usually warm. But this particular one is chilled, so that's very, very interesting, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Warm, it's but called taiyaki. Ah. And a taiyaki is a fish-shaped sweet, and mm-hmm. it's usually warm. It's uh, breaded, in, and inside is um, azuki paste, which is bean paste, sweet yep. bean paste. Yep. And usually it's uh, ready-made and it's warm, but this one in particular, it's not even brown. It's white, mm-hmm. and it's chilled. And there's no azuki beans inside. There's custard cream inside okay. instead of the azuki paste. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to taste test it for you guys. Um, Go for it. Again, it's chilled, and it's very dense and heavy and very squishy. So, itadakimasu. Mm. Let's see. Wow, it's like mochi mochi. Can what is that? Like stretchy. Stretchy, yeah. Squishy. Can you, can you pull it apart, or does it kind of... Ooh, look at look at how <laughs> it's like a fish. I hope okay. it doesn't that taste like a fish. Where should I eat it from? Anywhere. Ah, so isn't that the question? Do you eat it from the tail? Do you eat it from the head? Right. I feel so, like that was in an anime at some point. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go right for the head. Mmm. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Something about Japanese culture and talking with yeah. your mouthful. <laughs> mm. It's really chewy, but it's not too sweet. It's just sweet enough that it's like a dessert. That's really good. So try it. Okay. Give us a report on how you think about it. So he's going to go for the tail end. Let me, let me bite this tail off here. <laughs> it's really good. And it's really chewy. You know what would be perfect? Like, you go on a picnic or something, mm-hmm. keep this in, like, your cool bag, you know, to keep it nice and cool. Mm-hmm. And then after you're, ni- you're done with your nice, long, hot hike, mountain hiking or something like that, you pull one of these out, I'd be totally refreshed. Yeah. So it's different from the shoe cream that you brought in, right. which is really Western style. But this is, like, the custard is Western, but it's Japanese. The mm. taste is Japanese, which is really interesting, I think. 
you know, even in the convenience stores, the different suites, there are Western-style suites, and then there are Japanese-style suites. And I was really torn between choosing, but since, you know, um, I think global users will be interested in the Japanese-style, you know, sort of Japanese-only-style suites, I brought this in. But there are so many good stuff, from puddings to ice creams. Oh, I wanted to bring in ice cream as well, but it's uh, probably going to be, no, like, liquid no, by the yeah, time we eat yeah. it, so I couldn't bring in ice cream. But honestly, I could go on about... We, we, sh we need to do a ice cream um, episode as well, because... The convenience store ice creams are amazing. I'm kind of surprised about one thing, though. What? That I was kind of expecting at least one of us to bring in, like, a green tea sweets or, like, it's something that probably only you and I would come in with, that mm. it's something that's Japanese, but it has a Western flavor to green it. Or when, when you've lived in Japan for a long time, how, mm. what things seem strange that don't seem strange anymore. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be talking about that next time, I think. Yeah, because when I was living in the States... My favorite uh, flavor of ice cream was green tea ice cream. Okay. And I liked green tea frappuccinos. Sure. But ever since I came to Japan, I've discovered that I don't eat green tea ice cream anymore, and mm. I don't eat matcha-flavored stuff. Uh, anyways, so we kind of um, went off track there. But So that was just really the tip of the iceberg of what the convenience stores have to offer and how good quality they are. I really wish that we could just send all our listeners a taste of this. But um, I think we did an okay job for the first time of taste testing. I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. So um, that's it for the convenience store section. Um, we're looking forward to doing more about convenience stores in the future because I really, really think that this is a good excuse for us to be able to uh, taste test a lot of good food. I don't think that one episode can do the world of Japanese convenience stores justice. Mm -hmm. And so you can probably bet good money that we're going to be going back to the convenience stores and yes. battling out more items in and a later episode. And of course, like we said before, there are a lot of seasonal items and time-limited yep. items as well. So probably by the time we do our next uh, convenience store episode, the number of items and the variety of items are going to be different again. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to be able to show the world what kind of seasonal items yep. there are as well. So anyways, um, that was it for the convenience stores this episode. And we would love you guys to uh, send in your like questions or comments about like um, stuff that you're interested about, some things you want us to try and explain to you guys or show you guys. Um, that would be great. So uh, keep tuning in for how to send your comments and questions in later on in the show. Going on to the next corner. We have received many a good comments and questions from you guys already. Thank you very, very Thank much for sending things so, in. so much. And we are so happy that you guys are reaching out to us. So let's pick up a few good questions that we had that we would love to be able to um, answer on this show. First one. Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this is from Peace Maybe Not. If I wanted there to be a perfect podcast, it would be Nano talking about both herself and the current news in Japan. I don't even mean this as an exaggeration. This is wonderful news. I hope this podcast gets super big. I will be sure to tell all my friends. That is so cool. That is like the perfect comment, like A+. Wow, thank you so much. Um, me and Brandon are still, you know, trying to figure out what what kind of content to be able to share with you guys and what's what you guys are interested in. But this is great that even after two episodes, you guys are having fun with us. So thank you so much, Peace Maybe Not. Thank you very much. Okay, next one up. What about from Carbon? You want to share that one? 
So we did get a message from uh, Carbon on Twitter, I believe it was. Thank you very much, Carbon, for sending that in. Basically, Carbon was saying, thank you very much, Nano and Brandon. Your conversation back and forth was very interesting. Um, we talked in, I guess it was the first episode, I guess, about the, and again, in this episode, about the Canadian uh, reporter who said they were in love with 7-Eleven after coming here for the Olympics. Timely. Very Timely. Um, but uh, Carbon is saying that they really enjoyed uh, the back and forth between us and how we expanded the conversation about that and that it really gave off the impression of being like Japanese late night radio, which mm. is the biggest compliment I think we could get so far. Thank you so much. Carbon, thank you for that. I appreciate it. One from IR. Go for it. Really cool idea. Enjoyed the first podcast so far. I came from the anime manga topic to Japan. So far, I had close to four weeks of holiday in Japan and absolutely loved it. Keep on the cool content and your music, Nano. Greetings from Germany. Oh, we're worldwide. That's so cool. That is awesome. Thank you so much, you guys, for your comments. Um, there, we had a lot more, but um, I think we're going to um, start picking them up as we go along as well. So please send in your comments and questions um, and stuff that you just want to know about Japan, anything, and also stuff that you want to know about me and Brandon as well. So, Brandon, do you want to go over like how people can send in their sort of voices to us sure well we're getting to the end of this episode now so thanks for listening thus far um we have our official twitter account our official instagram account and official hashtag uh, all created up so the twitter account is at uh, nttw official at nttw official is on twitter our instagram account is nano to the world all one word n-a-n-o-t-o-t-h-e-w-o-r-l-d um, then the official hashtag, which you can use on both Twitter and Instagram, is hashtag nano underscore world. Uh, we'll be going ahead and checking all of those accounts and uh, the hashtag as well for your comments and suggestions and questions. Uh, we've also gone ahead and put up a digest version of the podcast on uh, Nano's YouTube channel as well. So you can certainly send in your comments on that YouTube video, which, by the way, I think we got a whole lot of comments on the YouTube video. So it might be a good place for yeah. people to send in their comments. And We weren't expecting to get so many comments hmm. on the YouTube video. Right, so right. that's great as well. That's an, another option for you guys. But yeah, um, I've been checking the hashtag probably about mm -hmm. once a day and looking mm -hmm. over the accounts once a day. So uh, we'll be getting in all of your comments, opinions and questions. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to introduce more of them on the uh, next couple of episodes. Okay, so that wraps it up for the third episode of Nano to the World. And I hope you guys had as much fun listening as we had talking to you guys. And uh, honestly, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the great stuff Japan has to offer. And we're more than ready and excited about sharing it with you. So please follow the show and help us grow as a podcast program as well. So, Brandon, ending comment, please. I'm very full. Yes, I'm, I'm very full and of delicious Japanese. Still smells like curry bread. Delicious Japanese convenience store food, and whoever comes in here after us is definitely going to have to go have a big lunch after this because yes. it, it smells like curry in here. Yeah, it does smell like curry, and it smells like delicious curry. Yes. So thank you so much again, and see you next time on Nano to the World. Rock on to the world. Rock on. Thank you. Goodbye. That was Nano and Brandon. Bye bye.